1: Good evening everyone, this is Wednesday, April the 8th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 198 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Roast. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hitchhiker back on the line here with you. As we said, to t- talk about, the, of course, how, everything going on, of course, in the world of pop culture, music, movies, sports, you name it. We will definitely, of course, talk about it. Of course, uh, hopefully, we'll get to hear tonight from the Iceman himself, JD, JRD, DiVamo. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, sports headlines. Uh, maybe not much in the way of, bo- of anything to do with the box office right now, because with this, the uh, with the over, uh, over-hyped flu bug, of course, taking hold for the time being. Of course, obviously, there's no movies coming out there to the theaters right now at this time, as, there, as everything, of course, has been put on hold. So we'll, so we'll uh, but uh, we, of course, still ha- hope to have still have some sports stuff here, of course, here for you here tonight there as well. I'll also be bringing you, of course, uh, obviously, some other box other pop culture news and views that's out there, of course, <clears throat> from our good friends at 411mania.com. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, get you prepped for, of course, everything going on in the world of wrestling. We'll get you. It, we'll get you, of course, up to date on some wrestling news tidbits, of course, uh, of course, as well. If you care to chime in, ladies and gentlemen, on what we have to, have to talk about here tonight on episode number 198 of WWS Outside the Ropes, please feel free to give us a call here the phone number, as always, is one six zero five. caller ID, of course, 141-387-pound, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Let's go ahead and get underway, ladies and gentlemen, as we go now to 411mania.com, where, of course, I will also definitely say we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network. We're reading their stories on all of our shows, which is, of course, including Revolution, Wolfpack, <clears throat> Raw Radio, of course, Outside the Ropes, WWS Power Hour, and, of course, WWS This Morning, among some of our, of course, big-time shows here that we produce each and every week. All right, let's see what we have right here on tap here, folks. Uh, first off here, we go to, and of course, a lot of these stories will be between yesterday and today. But we'll go ahead and get you up to date here. Of course, this story coming out here yesterday. Of course, from Jeremy Thomas, uh, as Ahmed Best, who of course was, of course was the one who played Jar Jar Binks. Of course, you remember in the, in the, of course, episode one, two, and three of Star Wars. There, Ahmed Best actually shoots down a rumor that Jar Jar will be in the upcoming series about Obi Wan Kenobi. Of course, there there is talk that they are doing a. A series here with, uh, with uh, I believe, even Ewan McGregor is supposed to be kind of reprising that role as uh, I believe what the young Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Ahmed Best has news that some fans will be happy to hear, so far as he knows. Hmm. There's no plan to put Jar Jar Binks in the Obi Wan Disney Plus series. A rumor began circulating back in January that the notorious Gungan would make an appearance in the upcoming series. Which would follow even McGregor's Obi-Wan following the events of *Revenge of the Sith*. Speaking with J- Jamie Stangroom, Best was asked about the rumor and he actually shot it down. Asked whether or not there was any truth in the story, Best, who played the role in the prequel trilogy, said, "Not as far as I know, no." He went on to expound that while Lucasfilm wouldn't necessarily need him, in which case he wouldn't know, he doesn't see it as likely. The thing, and he, this is his words here, the thing. About what I did, Jar Jar's motion capture. You know, Lucasfilm still has all that data. They could put him in what whatever they want to put him in, and it would move like like me. They don't actually need me for that. That said, if there was a rumor that I would be Jar Jar and Obi Wan, then there's no truth to that. I haven't, missed, I just don't know. To be completely honest, I think Jar Jar is something that Lucasfilm was trying to move away from. I'm not going to hold my breath for a Jar Jar cameo and Obi Wan, but you know, of course, who knows. George R was last seen in the Star Wars universe in the aftermath of the novels. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the time being, right now it just seems to be nothing more than, of course, a a, uh, a pretty much a, a bad rumor, pretty much at this uh, at pretty much at this juncture. So we will <clears throat> we will of course now go ahead and move on here and go to our of course our next story here indeed. Give us just a minute here, folks. Uh, okay, my apologies here, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to we're trying to get things underway here uh i'm not sure why it's taking so long for this to uh, give us just a minute here folks My um, a lot of times ladies and gentlemen this, this is kind of a little bit nerve-wracking here but uh sometimes of course even the newest computers sometimes will tend to have a little bit of a bug in it here and there so I just hope that this I hope there's nothing really severe here but we're trying to get it all underway here so just give us just one second here while we're waiting of course to go to the next story Let me go ahead and point out of course ladies and gentlemen uh, <clears throat> let me go ahead and just point out here of course here that of course, coming up here t- uh, tonight at eight o'clock. Do not forget WCW wrestling debate, one three nine nine two five pound. Of course, be sure to join the Madness Kingdom. Of course, as they of course discuss, uh, <clears throat> as they of course discuss, of course what happened with WrestleMania. Also, of course, what happened with Raw. What might happen with SmackDown? Uh, of course, AEW and NXT. Also, of course, uh, what the future of, of of pretty much AEW and WWE is right now. Of course with this, of course, just with the, uh, with the pandemic, of course, pretty much kind of, uh, weighing everything down, of course, right now at this point, um, of course, was that going to, was, was this going to mean for, uh, was this mean, um, of course, uh, for, of course, everything in the wrestling scene, uh, but, um, We'll just have to wait and see of course what happens. Of course, other wrestling stories making the rounds here as well. Of course, tonight on wrestling debate at eight o'clock, of course, one three nine nine two five pound. Uh at eight o'clock, be sure to check that out. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh <clears throat> okay. all right apparently i uh, said so ladies and gentlemen we're, we're trying to of course keep keep on going here um uh, some reason we're having a little difficulty trying to log into uh find it in. we almost lost 411 mania here we're trying to get it back um uh, but don't forget also ladies and gentlemen revolution tonight tonight at nine o'clock of course one three eight zero five five pound our live video feed will be from wws nitro thunder of course, we'll bring you, of course, the latest wrestling news and views. Of course, we'll also bring you today's wrestling history and birthdays. We will also talk about, of course, the official results, of course, of, of what did happen with the, of course, the uh, empty arena. Uh, the empty arena uh, versions, that, once again, of uh, AEW and NXT. Also talk about night two, uh, of course, what happened this past Sunday, of course, at the, uh, at the of course, uh, the We'll have, have called star calling in Mediocre WrestleMania. Uh, and, of course, other, other fun stuff, of course, will be brought to our attention here tonight. So be sure, of course, to join us here uh, tonight at 9 o'clock, 138055-POUND, of course, right here for, of course, our next edition of WWS Revolution. Uh, okay, we are still trying to, of course, forgive us, ladies and gentlemen, we are still trying to gain... Uh, Okay, we're still trying to get, uh, we we'll are still, we'll still trying to, to get, of course, online here. Uh, apparently there's something going on here with 411mania.com. We don't know what's going on. Uh, uh, we're getting one of these, uh, pages saying that there's no internet yet. For some reason, I am still receiving an internet signal. So, I don't know why. We don't know why this is the case sometimes. Uh. We're working on trying to get, uh, we're working on trying to get that going here, ladies and gentlemen. Here, <clears throat> so bear, so bear with us here, please. Uh, also coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we'll also have some more matches. Met forgot to mention, of course, tonight on Revolution, we'll have some more matches. Of course, part of a new set, of course, that we have lined up for our WWUS Blast from the Past Wrestling Pay Per View Extravaganza. Of course, we, as we've been doing, of course, we'll feature matches, of course, from everything having to do with, of course, uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, of course, um, maybe some AEW in there, some NXT. Also, of course, some old school stuff. When we said, of course, Blast in the past, of course, we bring back some old NWA stuff, AWA, WCCW, uh, ECW, um, uh, some old Ring of Honor, uh, some old stuff. And, of course, when it was called WWF, of course, back in the day there. So be sure, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, to catch that, of course, once again, let's catch revolution tonight for that, with our live video feed from WWS Nitro Thunder tonight at 9 o'clock, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. Remember that caller ID, 138055-POUND. Well, don't you dare, of course. Okay. Uh, we're not sure what's going on here, folks. Uh, we're to be lazy. We're gonna have to go ahead and get it into another source here. Give us one minute here while we while we try once again to, of course, uh, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to be able to get it through, of course, our uh, regular means here. Apparently, our computer computer here is giving us a little bit of a fit right now. I mean, we still have, of course, like I said uh we're still on the air here it's not affecting that but for some uh, reason i don't know if it's the page or if it's i don't know it might be a weak signal or something we're not sure what's going on but of course we're of course going to not going to let that stop us from of course bringing of course all of our stories here indeed okay but let's go ahead and get right back into the mix here we did we did find it uh, to another source we'll, we'll go ahead and just bring it in right here jeremy thomas brought out this story yesterday um, as uh, Carrie Fukunaka, who, of course, has directed the, la- the the latest Bond film, of course, I believe it will be the last one featuring Daniel Craig, says that No Time to Die is locked in and there's no changes planned before its new release. No Time to Die was the first film to be delayed due to, of course, to this pandemic. I'm not going to say what it is, because everybody knows that. And despite not a despite release six months later, it's not getting any last minute changes Director Kerry Fukunaga was asked by a fan as a comment on a recent Instagram post about the release date change whether he and the post production have used extra time to trim and polish the film and answered in the negative. He says, Although more time would have been lovely, we had to put our, our pencils down when we finished our post production window, which was things, went thankfully, before all this stuff, before everything, before all this stuff kind of shut it, the pandemic kind of shut everything else down. Hukunaga said he He also added short answer is money. And although Bond is a big movie, we still have to weigh cost and value. And like anything, you could tinker endlessly. The movie is great as it is. So There you go. The film, which, like we said, is going to be Daniel Craig's last as 007, is now been set to release on November the 12th. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out, of course, that Twitter handle that came out on April the 5th at 6.54 a.m., Whenever, of course, this fan was asking, uh, uh, was asking about, was asking about, of course, this. Uh so let's go, of course, our next story right here. What about here? Jeremy Thomas brought up this story yesterday. As Chris, you remember Chris Evans, of course, who played uh, Captain America in The Avengers, his mother actually convinced him to accept the Captain America role. Of course, this is a story from Jeremy Thomas. Let's read this story. Despite his retirement from the role, Chris Evans is Captain America in just about every sense of the word, and we can thank his mother for convincing him to take it. Esquire recently did a feature on Evans in which it is revealed that he initially rejected the offer Out of fear of being too much in the spotlight, but considered it thanks to Lisa Evans. His biggest fear is is losing his anonymity. Says, of course, Lisa. I believe this is his mother. He said, I have a career now where I can do work I really like. I can walk my dog. Nobody bothers me. Nobody wants to talk to me. I can go wherever I want. And the idea of losing that is terrifying to me. He will call and ask for my advice. She says. I said to him, Look, you want to do acting work for the rest of your life. If you do this part, you will have the opportunity. You'll never have to worry about paying the rent. If you take the part, you'll just have to decide it's not going to fit my life negatively. It will enable it. Of course, as you know, Evans played Steve Rogers in Captain America the First Avenger, The Avengers, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, Captain Marvel, and Avengers Endgame. He also had uncredited cameos in the Ant-Man mid credit scene and Thor The Dark World. He retired actually from the role following Avengers Endgame. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you also remember, if you also remember, uh, too, he, uh, um, his um, role as Captain America was not the first one he, um, that, that he that he did. As a matter of fact, if you remember, he was in the Fantastic Four movies. When you remember when Jessica Alba played uh, the Invisible Woman, Chris Evans played the Human Torch. You remember that. So. Uh, but very, but uh, that was that was really good. A really good movie there, indeed. Ashish brought out the story yesterday as a new trailer for uh, a Netflix action movie called Extraction is out, of course, starring Chris Hemsworth. Of course, we know we remember him, of course, best as Thor from the Avengers. With theaters closed, Netflix's upcoming movies are likely to draw even larger audiences that, than before. And one of their summer blockbusters, Extraction, has a new trailer out today, which the new trailer came out yesterday, which can actually be viewed. It's on this page. You can want to look at it. The action film stars Chris Hemsworth and is directed by Sam Horsgrave, who is making his directorial debut after working on several Marvel films. Joe Russo wrote the script about a black market mercenary who must rescue the kidnapped son of a crime boss. The movie premieres on Netflix on April 24th. So if you want to check out that trailer, folks, it's on this page. If you want to go back and look at it there, indeed. Uh, okay, sorry about that here, folks. Our next story here, of course, as we go now to 7.01 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on, of course, like I said, Wednesday, April 8th, 2020, we continue forward here. Jeremy Thomas has our next story came out also yesterday. The Rock actually explains why the Jungle Cruise has been delayed a full year. Johnson took to Instagram to explain why his Jungle Cruise movie with Emily Blunt is being pushed out a full year. As reported back on Saturday, the adventure film has been bumped from July 24th of this year to July 30th of 2021. And the, and the great one explained why, of course, in a video, but this is what he says right here. Johnson said there was a lot of discussions between Disney and his Seven Bucks production shingle about when to have the film released. That the decision was made to put it out a full year to ensure that the Disney theme parks, where the source for Jungle Cruise can be found, can be open for sure, and that everyone had an emotional confidence about the pandemic being resolved by the time the film was out. Johnson noted that there were a lot of conversations and that Disney had a hectic schedule, but he thanked them for being great partners. The film was directed by, John, uh, Jay, I guess it's pronounced Jamie Collette Sarah, forgive me if I mispronounce that name. Also stars Jack Whitehall, Edgar Ramirez, Jesse Clemens, and Paul Giamatti. The synopsis is this. Joint favorites Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt from the adventure of a lifetime on Disney's Jungle Cruise, a rollicking thrill ride down the Amazon with wisecracking skipper Frank Wolf and intrepid researcher Dr. Lily Halton. Lily travels from London, England, to the Amazon jungle and elicits Frank's questionable services to guide her downriver on Laquila, his ramshackle but charming boat. Lily is determined to uncover an ancient tree with unparalleled healing abilities, possessing the power to change the future of medicine. Thrust on this epic quest together, the unlikely duo the, the unlikely duo encounters in, in memory, innumerable dangers and supernatural, all lurking in the deceptive beauty of the lush rainforest. But as the secret to the lost tree unfold, the stakes reach even higher for Lily and Frank, and their fate and mankind's hangs in the balance. So folks, there you have it there. It's gonna be like I said, he posted a video, of course, on Instagram if you want to. Uh, if you want to, of course, check it out, of course. Which obviously, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of stuff is being pushed back, as you know, because of the situation, of course, regarding this, regarding the, like I said, overhyped flu boat. So we have to just, like I said, we'll just hopefully, like I said, this thing will be over a lot sooner than what they say. So we'll just have to wait and see what all happens. Uh, For those of you, of course, like myself, who this story came out, I believe, on Monday, Jeremy Thomas brought out this story. For those, of course, who were fans, of course, of the 90s cartoon Animaniacs, of course, I was one, I was, uh, there was a lot of, I didn't watch all of them, but there was a lot of them that was was actually kind of funny. Uh, Animaniacs actually is going to be rebooted, reuniting the original cast, and also Pinky and the Brain, which was part of it, is supposed to be returning. The upcoming Animaniacs will feature the original voice cast, as well as Pinky and the Brain. It was announced on the Animaniacs podcast Animaniacast that Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, and Tress McNeil were turned with Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, respectively. In addition, Paulson told comicbook.com that he would play Pinky again opposite Maurice LaMarche, returning as, of course, the Brain. It's impossible to quantify what a compliment that is, Paul, Paulson said about being asked to return. Moreover, to be able to do that again with Maurice, with Tress, with Jess, Yakko, Wacko, and Daughter back in Sarah Pinky in the Brain. Moreover, is that this era of celebrities doing a lot of animated characters, and I get and I, and I get why the producers do it. I totally get it, but I also know that just having a movie star doing the talking chicken doesn't mean that the show's going to be a hit. You've got to have a good script, good script, great characters, and terrific actors, whether they're celebrities or not. And Maniacs was a staple of after-school entertainment for kids and also young adults and somewhat older adults of the 1990s, Premiering as part of the Fox Kids Block in 1993 before moving to the WB in 1995. It ended its run in 1998, but has remained popular in the nostalgic minds of fans since Hulu ordered two seasons of the... No word if the ongoing pandemic has pushed it out to next year. So of course, like I said, it uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, what all happens there with that, but ladies and gentlemen, looks like Animaniacs is going to be making returns. So we can't wait to, of course, we can't wait to see, of course, what happens there with that. Uh, uh, this story also came out Monday here from Jeremy Thomas here, folks, as. The, Director of the movie Birds of Prey weighs in on the film's disappointing uh, box office. While Birds of Prey wasn't a bomb, its box office was less than most expected, and the director has addressed that in a new interview. Kathy Van Kathy Yann spoke with uh, the Hollywood Reporter for a new interview, when she was asked about the film's gross, which started at 33.3 million in its opening weekend, well below the 45 million it was targeted at. And she says, I know the studio had really high expectations for the movie. As we all did, Jan said, there was also undue expectations on a female-led movie. And what I was most disappointed in was this idea that perhaps it proved that we weren't ready for this yet. That was an extra burden that as a woman of color director, I already had that on me anyway. So, yes, I think that there are certainly different ways that you can interpret the success or lack of success of the movie. And everyone has a right to do that. I definitely do feel that everyone was pretty quick to jump on an angle. The film ended its theatrical run a tiny bit early due to, of course, to this to the overrated flu bug. With a final gross of 84.2 million dollars domestically and 201.8 million dollars worldwide, that number may be buoyed a bit by the fact that it released early on video on demand through the Movies at Home initiative. That's all the rage. Jan also discussed the reaction to the film, which has largely which has been largely positive. She said well, what was definitely beyond expectations was some of the positive stuff, such as the re- real global reach of the film and getting really wonderful notes from people around the world who felt like they were seen for the first time in a movie like this. that felt like they could identify with the characters on screen, even though they were in a heightened world, a world with stocked grocery stores. It was still a world that was very in- aspirational. A lot of people, especially a lot of women and younger people, really felt like their voices, their type of people, they themselves, were represented for the first time on the big screen when we were when we first set off to make the movie, making some of those choices, whether it's in the casting or, or in the way the characters look or dress, was somewhat deliberate. I didn't think, I didn't really think about the global impact of those decisions, so that was really, really nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, obviously, that was uh, I will have to admit that that was that was not. Not of course. Too, that was, of course, not too bad. Obviously, there at all, but you know, I, mean, I. From what I saw, I thought the movie was pretty good. I mean, I thought they did. I thought they did a wonderful job at that. No, no question about it at all. Uh, let's see here. And folks, that's all we're going to bring you here, of course. In our, that's all we're going to bring you, of course, as far as all the pop culture stuff here goes. Let's see if we have, of course, any stories here, of course, making the rounds here. Uh, as far as as far as of course anything going on with wrestling here is concerned for some of these stories i think uh, might have been read last night uh, uh but let's 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 read a few handful of stories here before of course like i said we we pull out here but before i do so let me go and give you this one more time before we do the switch over Seven o nine p.m ladies and gentlemen wednesday april 8th 2020 This is episode 198 of WSWS Outside the Ropes. Mr. WSWS Chad Hinshaw here with you, of course. Hopefully we're not going to get the chance once again to hear from the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Uh, But, of course, we'll hope to hear hear from him, of course, coming up here at about around 8 o'clock, of course, for WSWS Wrestling Debate. So he'll be here with us here, of course, momentarily, of course, on Wrestling Debate. Uh, anyway, let's bring you some stories here, of course, from the wrestling scene here. Of course, you might hear those on Wrestling debate and also, of course, on Revolution We'll be later on. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has his first wrestling story. Came out today. You're sitting here. And Drew McIntyre says, WWE roster will get title shots before Tyson Fury. Also talks to social media feud going on right now with Tyson Fury. Drew McIntyre says he has no issue with off against Tyson Fury, but he does he has to again line behind the WWE roster for that shot. McIntyre appeared on Wednesday's episode of the WWE's The Bump, and during the interview discussed Fury calling him out. McIntyre noted that Fury actually started the whole thing by predicting that McIntyre would win and saying that he wanted to face McIntyre, of course, which would which of course the new champion didn't reference in an interview, of course, on Talk Sport. Of course, here are some highlights and of course the videos on this page if you want to check it out. On Tyson Fury calling for a match with him, Drew McIntyre says the following, I've been doing media nonstop since WrestleMania was shown. I started at 1.15 in the morning calling into the UK. I was on all the big shows there. Apparently Tyson Fury and I are feuding now. You know he's been petitioning for a match with me. I want the world to know our superstars are getting a freaking match first before him. If he keeps pushing it, I'll knock his head off when things get back to normal. On going back and forth with Fury over the last couple of days, Drew McIntyre says, well, it's certainly taken the life of its own. It began with him giving his predictions and, you know, mentioned that he thinks I'm going to win, but he could smash me. He'd be champion or whatever. I don't think, I don't know his exact words because I didn't pay attention to it. There's a lot of people told me by text messages. Hey, man, a lot of social, a lot of social media, you know, informed me that he kind of called me out before WrestleMania. And after I won the title, I was on TalkSport, which is the biggest sports show in the UK. And it came up and I basically said, if it ever came to it, I would face him for the title and I would beat him. He responded to that and he and it took a like of its own. So he started number one. Number two, like I said earlier, our superstars are getting the shot first because they deserve it and they've worked for it. And number three, if he wants to match, it's fine. If he wants it in the UK, it's fine. I don't care. Like he's like he's got the deadly hands. What's he gonna do when I take him down and smash him when he's on his back? When he's on his back, he's nothing. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and say as well that uh, I did see a video on YouTube here earlier today of this. And I thought that was, uh, and I thought, uh, I thought that was kind of neat that uh, Seamus actually threw out a, uh, threw out a, a congratulations here to him. Of course, uh, a pre-recorded message, I I believe. So I thought that was really, very nice because I said, I did, I did hear that Seamus and Drew, Seamus and Drew actually came up. Came up through, of course, uh, uh, the annals of wrestling, of course, together. So I thought that was really, I thought that was kind of neat. So, uh, so my hat, my hat's off, of course, here, of course, to uh, to uh, for that message. And I I posted that on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check that out. Uh, okay. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story here today. Here, that's apparently WWE issues memo to staff and talent. Detailing the pandemic safety plan for their TV tapings, I'm not. We all know what the name of it is, and I don't need to really go through really with the name. WBE has issued a memo to its staff and roster detailing their safety plan for the for the for the, for the pandemic in regard to their TV tapings. TMC reports that the company sent the memo via email, which says that the protocol will be similar to the taping and precautionary plan that was used for WrestleMania 36. The TV tapings will take place at the performance center with everyone screened by a medical team before they enter the building. Each person's temperature will be taken, and everyone is encouraged to wear a mask when inside, even if that requires a homemade mask. The memo included instructions on how to make a mask. If need need to be included via sewing, wearing a bandana, or using a sleeve, turn off of shirts, masks will come off during filming. WWE is also reminded his team to wash hands before and after handling their face masks, using using the 20-second soap-and-water technique as often as possible. As noted earlier, WWE plans to take three weeks of content over the next week, with tapings running through Thursday. Some of the shows, SmackDown and next week's Raw NXT, may end up being live. That's what's being talked about as of right now. Uh, So we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, We're just going to have to wait and see, of course. uh, Um, we're going to have to see, of course, what happens here, um, uh, with that, but, of course, and and don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I, that was just a, a tiny cough, that's all that is. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has this next story as WWE Backstage holds steady in the ratings. WWE 24 specials do well on Fox Sports 1. Tuesday was a WWE on fox Sports 1 and it delivered. With WWE Backstage, even with last week while the WWE 24 WrestleMania specials did well, WWE Backstage scored a 0.04 rating in an 1849 demographic and 140,000 viewers Steady, with and up 4% respectively from last week's 0.04 demo rating and 134,000 viewers. Yarns was the best number in since the February 11th episode had 169,000 viewers six weeks ago. In addition to WWE Backstage, Fox Sports 1 had three WrestleMania episodes of WrestleMania 24s leading into the Backstage episode. All three specials did well, particularly considering the repeats from WWE Network. With the WrestleMania 34 and 35 specials bringing in identical numbers, WWE 24 WrestleMania 31 at 8 o'clock, uh, 0.05 demo rating, 183,000 viewers. WB 24 WrestleMania 34, which aired at 9 o'clock, 0.07 demo rating, 232,000 viewers, and that was the same for WB 24 uh, when they aired when they talked about WrestleMania 35 at 10 o'clock. That was the same. Demo rating and the same viewership, which was 0.07 and also 232,000 viewers. All shows ranked in the top 150 cable originals for the night for a show buzz daily, with the WrestleMania 34 and 35 specials at 101 and 102, the WrestleMania 31 special at 124, and WWE's Backstage at 136. History, the History Channel's Curse of Oak Island won the night with a 0.67 rating and 3.487 million viewers. uh what's printed people see that's what that proves right there that they kind of like looking at stuff in the past and they very they do like looking at stuff uh from more recent from more recently than that uh let's see here one story that i actually did read here today and i um, i'm gonna go ahead and pull off this story right here uh, jeffrey harris brought out this story it's apparently uh, Jake to Snake Roberts reveals why he's self-isolating at a hotel in Atlanta during this pandemic. The Rest Inc. Inc. Daily recently interviewed WB Hall of Famer Jake Roberts, who discussed how he's currently in quarantine at a hotel in Atlanta, Georgia, due to, of course, this pandemic. Below are some highlights from WrestlingInc.com. Jake Roberts on how people are being selfish during, during this pandemic in this situation. He says, we've all got to pull together. It really chats my butt to see people not paying attention to what they're asking us to do. And they're doing the same old thing. They always do. Shows how selfish some people can be. They're going to cause a stand to last longer that it should. If you just, if we just do the right thing. Now, people like that should be arrested and put in jail. Of course, I hate to disagree with the hall of famer, but I have to disagree with what he had to say there. Roberts on AW holding crowds in empty venues. He says, it was But not that odd. Back in the beginning when I started wrestling, I went to a few places where there weren't that many people in the crowd. I went to Japan one time where I wrestled in front of only 12 people. It's tough on the athlete because you don't get to feed off the fans and get the energy off of them. It's just one of those things that AEW was trying to go a little further with it. But now they realize they can't do this and and are going to shut it down, of course, for a while. Robertson, while he's currently 14 in the hotel room where he was living with DDP before, he pretty much says, I'm quarantining here. I was living with DDP. It was one of the first people to say, if you leave, you can't come back. Well, AEW wanted me to come out, so I went and did it, but I couldn't go back to that, to DDP's house. He had a baby in the house, and nobody needs to be sick around a baby. He took the hard line and said, dude, if you leave, you can't come back. I had to do it for AEW, because I wanted to help these guys. Now I'm paying for it, brother. So, so there you have it there, folks. Uh, uh, let's see here. One more quick story here. We'll bring you here. Uh, and I've got to I've got to read a little something about this right here. Um, some WWE news right here. But this will be the last part of before, of course, we close up shop for outside the ropes for the week. John Cena apparently did did an NWO-type entrance video. Plus, as I mentioned before, Sheamus delivers a tribute to Drew McIntyre and also a ladder match between Johnny Nitro and Jeff Hardy. Of course, Johnny Nitro, of course, you know, is currently one-half of the SmackDown Tag Champions John Morrison. WWE revealed the full entrance clip for the NWO version of John Cena that appeared during the Firefly Funhouse match against The Fiend at WrestleMania 36. Of course, you can see that clip on this page. If you want to go back and take a look at it, WB released a clip from the dates edition of The Bump, where Sheamus delivered a moving preview to his longtime friend and the new WB World Heavyweight Champion through McIntyre. Of course, that clip is on here as well if you want to check that out. And like I said, I also got that clip on the Revolution Radio Facebook page if you want to check that out. And also, ladies and gentlemen, WB released a full ladder match from uh, for Johnny Nitro versus Jeff Hardy. From Monday Night Raw from November 2006. You can actually check out that video on this page there as well if you want to. Of course, uh, if you if you want to, of course, check out that match there as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there there you have it right there. Uh, excuse me for just one second here, folks. We're going to make a, actually we'll make a night. We'll make a uh, we're going to make a. Make a note of that one right there. That may be part of our thing tonight. I'm not sure yet, but double uh, check here. Let me make sure I have that, of course, correct. Uh, yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. Okie doke. All right, ladies and gentlemen. On that note here, folks, we do thank you very much for listening in here tonight to episode 198 of WWS Outside the Ropes. Of course, I know it's been of course i know ladies and gentlemen that it has been of course it's been a real tough situation here with of course this situation taking place but uh don't regret don't don't despair ladies and gentlemen we will of course be back we'll be back up here and um we'll be back up everybody will be up and back in full form here very very soon here indeed on that note here folks we thank you very much for listening and in, listening in be sure to join us here, coming up here in about 30 minutes for WWS Press and Debate, 139 925 pound. <clears throat> for now, ladies and gentlemen, Outside the ropes, episode 198 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com, where we are, of course, uh, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your uh, pop culture connection. <clears throat> And we look forward to talking to you, of course, a little bit later this evening. Of course, I'll be back on, of course, with Revolution at 9 o'clock with our live video feed once again from WWS Nitro Thunder. Uh, But uh, be sure to, of course, join us here, of course, indeed, coming up up here, of course, for that. As we, of course, talk about the second night of WrestleMania, we also will talk EW and NXT. And also, of course, bringing some more matches up here in the uh, in our last in the past wrestling pay per view extravaganza. Be sure to listen in tonight at nine o'clock, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. Be sure to join us here for that as well, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of, pro, of pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only the WCW, WCW US Radio Network. Take care, and God bless, folks. Of course, like I said, take care, and definitely, of course, stay safe. And we'll talk about your course a little bit later on in the evening. Uh, But like I said, rest in debate at at 8 o'clock and Revolution at 9. Take care. Have a good evening, folks. And and by all means, do, like I said, just, just, just pray for us all. Take care, folks.
0: We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty.